don't see me. I'm the Osiris of this. Wu Tang is here forever. This left, this '97. Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries Lyrically perform on robbery Flee with the lottery Possibly they spotted me Battle scar shotgun Explosive with my pen hits Tremendous Ultraviolet shine blind forensics I inspect you through the future See millennium Killer me so 50 gold 60 platinum Shackling the masses with drastic rap tactics Graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths Black blue jackets Queen bees ease the guns in Bumble with patrolmen Tear gas laced the boots in just come back from break and I see Joe's lightning light up here on the board. I always can't wait to see what he's doing or what he's saying coming back. <laughs> uh, Don't play Wu-Tang before 10 a.m., bro. Don't do that to me. Oh. Hey, you know, gotta get, gotta bring the proper energy this morning, brother. Have you seen those new Wu-Tang Crocs? I have not. They have limited edition Wu-Tang Crocs. Really? Yes. Hmm. You have to go to croc.com, and you can get yourself a pair of Wu-Tang Crocs. Hey, for the new year, simply uh, Wu-Wear. Wu-Tang is, 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 has officially become our generation's Rolling Stones, where they will slap that logo on anything. I got a text from my friend yesterday. It's a licensed igloo cooler with the Wu-Tang logo. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I was kind of like, man, I kind of want to get that and say, grab a killer beer. But hey, at the same time, I'm just like, that's I don't need a I don't need a bright yellow igloo cooler like that. Just good, good on you, Rizzo. Get that, get that money. But you if know, I had a, if if somebody ever gives me a time machine, gentlemen, the first thing I'm doing, I'm running up on uh, Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh, and I'm hopping out of my DeLorean, and I'm just gonna yell, I bomb atomically. Socrates philosophy. I'm I'm doing that whole line, and then I'm jumping back in in my my DeLorean. I'm coming right back to the present day, and I want to hear what rap music sounds like. <laughs> hey, I, I you know what the Wu Tang Clan is just very interesting because they have gotten like I feel like they're more. I know it sounds odd to say that they're more popular, or at least I guess more. Um, widely popular now than what they were when they were actually you know c coming through the 36 chambers and through uh wu-tang forever um you know they, they were popular but it was very still more um what what's the word i'm looking for it was just it had a very select group niche. of folks yes yeah, so they were very niche it very but niche. It, it's weird because it's like one of those things that as time is going on it just seems like the woo has just spread throughout the consciousness of the nation you know it's almost like the same thing like with dre now they have their own tv show yeah but like with dre <laughs> snoop and ice cube you know it's like as they've gotten older and we've gotten older with them because because we're all about the same age well at least i am i'm about you know the same age you're older than me i am that's why i say I'm, <laughs> I'm like the same age as most of the guys in wu-tang clan like they're slightly older than me but i'm like the same age as snoop and dre and ice cube so all those executives all those guys who program the music for, for, for npr you know we all grew up listening to hip-hop so now like they mm -hmm. become our like icons so now we just program them and everything 
So now they just live forever. That's true. It is true. Absolutely. And, and I tell you what, fellas, we we are already even before I can get into more of these wonderful topics. But I'm sure uh, he's gonna have something for me. We're being joined by a man Jay has on the line. Jay, how you doing this morning, brother? I'm doing fine. It doesn't matter about rap. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Hey, Jay. I, hey, what you know about that Wu Tang Clan, Jay? Man, Wu. that is hilarious jay what you got for me this morning sir man i'm just trying to understand something sir yes sir yes sir everybody everywhere we go every shot in haven and this the best sports show main event (laughs) people talk about can kenny klein i mean not kenny Klein, but does kenny Payne have what it takes to coach this this, and that and you kind of you kind of playing too. Like I'm not sure, you know, he got talent, but 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 can he coach? That, that, that's questionnaire. We, matter of fact, last night, Rashawn. Yeah. They was asked you last night. Oh man. Is he coachable? Yeah. Hey, and and the old heads, man. Let me tell you something. Like they are very um defensive when it comes to to, to the man Denny uh, Denny Crum De- uh, to to Kenny Payne. Um, you know, like all of our. Um, you know the the, the leather the, the leather cap wearing Louisville fans. Y'all know uh, you know the o, the OGs of, of the group. They are very excited about Kenny Payne, and they will not take any Kenny Payne slander. But I had to kind of give it to him last night. I was like, look, you know, and, and Jay, you, you hit it on the head. Like he's we don't know what Kenny Payne is going to be. I know there's a lot of hype around him, and I know that he's hit all the right notes so far. Um, but there's still a lot that remains to be seen. Jay, I have no idea if the man can coach. I don't know. Wow. But guess wow. what? I'm going to tell you, once he gets out on that court and we see some some, some basketballs dribbling, I'm going to be able to tell you every mistake that brother makes. And it's okay. He's a first-time coach. But guess what? I'm going to call him out, and I'm going to hold him to the same standard I've held every other coach that's ever been here. Look, I, I appreciate that. Let me give him one, one more quick question with Sean and Haven and and the uh, and Joe, Wonder, who, I think it's Joe, Joe Kelly. Joe. I, I thought you was gonna call him Buckwheat Bill for a second. So yeah, Joe Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I thought it was Gilligan Allen. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, Haven, man, I want to talk to you real quick, man, about this Deion Sanders, the kind of kid he's getting five star All American kids, Haven Harrington. Why is that, and how is it that? University of Louisville can get five star. He's prime time. I mean, he's prime time. The man has like personality for days. He's completely turned Jackson State around. He's, I mean, he he's proven that he wants to be a Jackson State. I mean, we heard from credible sources, very credible sources, that uh, some big time Texas schools have gone after prime time, and he said no. I mean, this guy's a backed up to Brink's truck. And he's like, nah, you know what? I'm good at Jackson State. Wow. And, you know, he's, he's balling me. The guy has been, like, uh, you know, on ESPN doing NFL Network stuff. So everybody, so all the, you know, all the guys know who he is. He's a large uh-huh. life personality. And he's proven he, he's a good coach. And kids want to play for him. I completely get it. And he can offer you the HBCU experience. Wow, and it's happening just like uh, it's, it's just like Eddie George at, at Tennessee State. Yeah, you know he's he's, he's getting ballers. Uh, Howard University has their, uh, I think their past class now has almost like uh, 
13 three-star athletes in it, which is like almost unheard of. I mean, that's a Louisville class. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're going to Howard. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's almost like resurgence of, of, of HBCU football. Art Brown yeah. is now the offensive coordinator at Grambling. And David Harrington and, and, and Rashawn and, 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 and the uh, other gentleman, man. That's why I love about this sports show, man. Yes, sir. I mean, I mean, you guys are one hell of a sports show. I appreciate that, Jay. You know, you, 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 you're approachable and you're always professional in the community and people don't even recognize it, but I recognize it. It's very professional. And I just want to let everybody know why we got Jay on the phone. They understand that, like, the power that is the main event and the combination of Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and uh, for, formerly Car- Carlo Kellum. Uh, that you know is the main event sports show. Like, yeah. this man that's on the line is the person who kind of orchestrated putting that whole thing together. So understand that the main event um, was 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 the brainchild of, of this man, Mr. Jay Has, on, on the line. So, Jay, appreciate that, those kind words. You know, we got to hold it down for you, man. We got to, you and, know, and, hold up to the standard. And, and one more thing, Haven and Rashawn. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, cooking, I'm, I'm cooking tomorrow. Oh! Uh-oh. There we go. Out at I said out at out at uh, Jay Has Manor. It's going down. Your <laughs> <laughs> stakes, baby. Hey, it's, 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 it's the littlest mansion on the on the East Coast, y'all. It's the littlest <laughs> mansion on the East Coast. I promise. Man, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go and put the Italian chicken on. Uh oh. I'm, I'm gonna do red blitz potatoes, butter garlic potatoes. Mm. I'm gonna do mm-hmm. Italian green beans with chopped green peppers and onions. Got the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you better believe it, man. It's Chicken from belly to mouth. It's going down. Hey, Jay has. Uh, trust me, I will be out there. I will be expecting a plate, and there's going to be plenty of laughs. It's going down. No, I cannot wait, man. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you hitting us. Hitting us up this morning, Jay. Someone now? I said I appreciate you hitting us up this morning. Oh man, we all you know we always have a good time, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big shout out to to to, to uh, little Jay has uh, Mr. Norton for coming out and and the first lady. It was a great time, man. It was like I said, it's like watching the earth. It was like watching the Earth, Wind, and Fire reunion last night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, anytime you get a bunch of old heads together and everybody's out there talking loud, we were talking about Kenny Payne and talking about uh, Nolan Smith and talking about all this stuff Mm -hmm. going down with Louisville basketball, man. It's always going to be a great time. So, yeah, we had a good time last night. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. It's for us. You're number one to me. Hey, I appreciate it, Jay. Thanks for the call, man. That's that's the architect right there. You know what I'm saying? Nice. From like Voltron, he happened to be the head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I don't know if y'all noticed about Jay, but he's Jay's a, a fast talker. You know, what I'm saying? so yeah, met one of those people that just you know, before you know it, he done got you. You know, you, you wearing a, a a jacket and a hat and, and and putting some shoes on and going somewhere you have no idea, and this man done talked you into it. That's kind of what happened. Like Jay just kind of mind melded me into popping into this Saturday sports show that I didn't know nothing about. And I just pop in and and see Haven sitting there, and I'm like, "Hey, I know you from uh, you cover the football games, and you know we sit sit that right down the way from each other." I'd never really talked to Haven, but you know, I was like, "Well, you know, this this guy Jay, you know, he asked me to come in. I was working with uh, Dugan Ryan um, over there um, at, at at LOU at at the time, uh, doing things with Dugan, uh, the three man weave. If people remember me and follow me from back then." Um, you know, doing some other projects with them, and Jay was the producer, and Jay was like, you know what, we got this sports show 
that we do on Saturdays, and I think that you would really blend well with those guys on there. And that was kind of where my tour with the main event started, um, and it's just been – Rotted diver since. You better believe it. You know what I'm saying? Two of America's most wanted. So, you know. Hey, man, you got to love you gotta love that one that one buddy you got in the group. You can't have more than one. Or it, things get dysfunctional, <laughs> and it's hard to keep up. But you got to have one buddy that's always doing that fish palm. You know, where like <laughs> the back of one hand is always slapping a palm. Oh, yeah. And when he's talking to you, he says stuff like, man, people say I talk fast, but if you listen fast, really, I'm just keeping up the speed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the next thing you know, you own a houseboat. Hey. You're not out anything other than you got to, like, take care of the houseboat, but you got one, and you're like, I, I don't know, man. My man got this. <laughs> hey, Joe, let, let me tell you something. When the main event sports show, we were having our, I believe it was a, either our 10th anniversary or one of the events where we were you know, having a, a, a party for the listeners. Listener <laughs> but, appreciation. Yes, listener appreciation night, and we were going around the city, um, and Jay Haz was on full effect. He done called all these different businesses and things. Uh, we ended up going down to Baranos by the Bridge. He had Baranos basically shut down a portion of the restaurant, gave us the whole area, <laughs> gave us free pizza, and we were able to come there. He had one of the listeners bake a sports cake. That was half football field, half basketball field. And we had all this stuff. These people come out. I'm like, Jay, what did you do? He said, oh, well, you know, I just talked to, to, to Baron O's and let him know that, you know, this was going to be listener appreciation. And, and it, it happened. I'm like, and he, it, it, when we not only got to go there, we went there on a party bus that once again, Jay has just, you know, some actually, kind of way. Well, ended up- actually, the party bus came via one of the Wu affiliates. Well, I mean, Nikki Rowe came in with the with the party bus. Oh, was that was that Nikki that got? The, see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nikki got the party bus from Coles, a free party bus from Coles. <laughs> so, and we had it. It was completely packed. Yes. Because, like Jay got the food at the station. We had like a. It was catered by. Was it a? Was it Captain D's? I think they catered like. It was somebody like, I, I, like, like like the first part of it. We ate there. We had yeah. like 45, 50 people at the station. Yeah. Then we all jump on the party bus. We go to Barano's. And, and had that event there. And then we ended up going and, and up to Tin Roof uh, on Shelbyville Road. And we walk in there from the party bus and ha- having a good old time. And next thing I know, and like Tin Roof was not expecting that. So like, it wasn't like one of those things where... That you know, we were just coming in as part of just the crowd of a Saturday night in Louisville. And next thing I know, you know, Tin Roof had they had a band on or something up on stage. Next thing I know, I hear Jay's voice on the microphone on the stage, and I hear Haven Hands and Rashad Myers come to the stage, please. I'm like, <laughs> how did this man get up on the stage? He done taught these people out of out of the microphone. We're on the microphone waving to people like championship belt with champ like. It's insanity. Yeah, we had a couple, you know, a few Louisville play, play, uh, basketball players with this. It was just insanity. It was insanity. It's, it's, and, and, and I say, I would say, any, y'all have to keep up with everything that we do, uh, regardless of whether it's following myself, um, at uh, Rashawn, R-A-A-S-H-A-A-N, at M-E Sports Haven Harrington, or at That Boy's Good. We, anytime you all see that we have a live event going on, we're going out doing something, or if we just are out at a local establishment, you should come out. Say what's up. We'll chat with you. We'll laugh with you. We'll have a good time. But you're going to have the time of your life. And that's regardless of whether you like sports or not. Like, like Joe Kelly can I'm speak j- to the power of the main event. Like, 
Look, man, I'm dead serious when I when I said this a couple weeks ago. This year in football, we're getting back out, we're tailgating, we're bringing the family back together, the band's getting back together. Absolutely. Look, if you think you can do this job better than any of us, feel free because I honestly, my friends want me working the grill. So grab my mic while I'm while I'm I'm rotating, flipping, and and maintaining the uh, fire going. It's That's a party, fun. y'all. You might as well come out and say hi and grab a plate. There you go. Say hi and grab a plate. That, that I, you know what? That, I don't know if there's ever been a greater <laughs> a greater phrase that's ever been uttered. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, how, how can you do better than that? Like, literally. Hey, look, look here, and this is what I bring to the table. I'm gonna make sure that that food is hitting so hard you can't eat. You're you're too busy eating to complain to us about how much you disagree. <laughs> but are you wrong? But it's good though. <laughs> hey man, we can hot take it up while you're over there just gnawing on chicken wings. Going, mm, I want to argue, but chicken. Hey man, let me tell you something. The people of my of my blue persuasion, you know, what I'm saying my guys like uh, Wildcat Corey and Hink and all you guys, and, and, and I've met a lot of these guys in person. Like we gets down with with regard. I, we don't. I don't care what you are. I don't care if you support the red. I don't care if you support the blue. You come out, uh, you know, we gonna have good conversations. Well, cats and dogs. You know, absolutely. I mean. You know, Jay's brother is a humongous Kentucky fan. Uh, Norton is is a huge Kentucky fan, and, and you know we talk, you know we chop it up talking about the Cats basketball team all the time. We were talking about them last night, so you know, hey, hey we, we support all, we appreciate all. I may hate UK, but you gonna respect the fact that at least I know your team, so I can tell you, you know, we we, we can talk about it. I'm not a hater. I never, I never have been. But you know what? You are listening to Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers, Haven Hands, and Joe Kelly. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. Hey, we'll be back. We'll talk about uh, more. <laughs> we'll finally get into some of these topics, you know, that I've been hinting at. But you know what? When you're having a good time, things happen, people. Hey, we'll be back. Big X Sports Radio. Tranquilize with anesthesias, my orchestra, graceful, music ballerinas, my music Sicily, rich California smell, an axe kill adventure, paint a picture well, I sing a song from Sing Sing, sipping on Jing Sing, righteous wax, chaperone, rotating ring Watch kings. on the wooden soldiers, see cypher punks couldn't hold us, a thousand men rushing in, not one who was sober, perpendicular to the square, we stand gold like flare, escape from your dragon's lair. Kev Love, Brown Sugar, about to set it like Yeah, yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, y'all Just my mic so I can touch it up right quick Show me how Brooklyn do, you know what I mean? Listen, yo, let's start it up Let's get it flowing, let's make a move Let's get it going I know it's feeling like everything you want, don't it? And you've been waiting your whole life for one moment Well, baby, here it is You better step to it I know you're ready, right? Then, baby, let's do it Move your neck to it Put your arms and legs next to it Then put whatever else is left to it See, you're all in Now you about to rock them Got your focus, man Now they got a problem Who you talking to? And welcome back to Wake Up 502 Quite clear, do your thing, Cap. Yes, Work right. it out, dog. Work it Open out. up their minds. Be about yours. Most definitely. You know, trying to bring some, uh, bring some vibes this morning, fellas. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there we go. But you know what? But, but before we get going, <laughs> and I.
and I, I know this may derail the rest of the show, and I do apologize <laughs> right now, but I promise the good people out there, we will talk. Haven Harris is hilarious. Some professional sports, some college sports. I promise you we will. <laughs> but something came up over the break, and I have to ask our man, the hip-hop historian of Wake Up 502 main event, Mr. Joe Kelly himself. I have to ask you this question. Mm. I feel you are the person. <laughs> that can bring perspective to this age-old hip-hop question. Are you ready? All right, all right. All right, man. You got me on the hot seat now. This is like five fingers of death freestyle, right? You don't know what what beat's coming. That's right, you don't. All right, hit me. Hit me. Which logo do you think is most iconic in hip-hop, the Wu-Tang W or the Public Enemy Crosshairs? Public Enemy. The Public Enemy Marksman. The Public Enemy Marksman is the original OG of this conversation. But, and kind of like I said earlier about, you know, I really think the Wu-Tang W, I think that, that logo and that icon, I think it's, it's nearing. And I always, I always wondered if this would happen, but I think now, now that I've seen a, uh, an officially licensed trademarked Igloo cooler <laughs> with that logo on it, Wu-Tang has officially hit the level of, like, Kiss and the Rolling Stones. I don't want to call it selling out. It's cashing in, baby. Uh, we'll slap our logo on literally anything. If you told me there is Wu-Tang lunch meat, I'd be like, yeah, sure, <laughs> why not? Rizzo going to get that money one way or another. I mean, Wu-Tang uh, was one of the first ones to do it. Like, wear, like when, when they came out with their own clothing brand back in the day, like, that was, like, one of the coldest flexes ever. Well, remember they had their own stores to go with They were the originators. It. Yeah. Because I, like, I, I, mean, I remember going to Woodward's store in Atlanta, and, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, my God, this place is like so awesome. Wow. Like, oh, I mean, I, for years, just as a joke, and, and it was how I knew somebody was my buddy, I carried a Woodward wa- uh, wallet. And if anybody ever said, Yo, is that wallet bulletproof? I'd be like, ah, ah. <laughs> that's my man. <laughs> that's my man. You, you get me. Hey, I promise. Like, like we were like, I just always thought that was like the coolest. That that was like the coolest thing because I, I was a big, I was huge, huge into Wu Tang growing up. So like, I, I never got mm-hmm. to go. I'm very jealous that Haven Harrison got to go to a Wu Wear store. I've never been to a Wu Wear store, but I feel like. Have you seen them live? Um, I have not. I have not. I've never oh, seen them live. Man, I've seen them you live want, like three times. You want to, <sighs> I've seen them twice. But let me tell you the greatest experience, and you can tell me, Joe, you never get to see another live concert again in your life, and I would reply, that sucked. But, oh, well, I saw Rage Against the Machine and Wu-Tang Clan, all original lineups back in the 90s. Wow. Got gotten some trouble, man. Got in some trouble <laughs> for, for skipping up to uh, to Dearborn, Indiana, when I was a, a young high school student. And Grandma found out when I got home. It was like, "What were you doing in Indiana on a Thursday night?" And I said, "Wu Tang Clan." And she stared at me and said, "I don't know what that means, but you're in a lot of trouble." <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you're in a lot of trouble. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't get in that house right now, boy. You got school in six hours. I, we're going to talk when you get home. We're going to talk. Yes, Grandma. Worth it. What was that? <laughs> yeah, we'll see if it was worth it. Love you, Grandma. That is hilarious. 
So, so, and, so one of the things, and, and oh, by the way, a piece of news that I will let everybody know, uh, since I am invoking the name of the uh, Mike Rutherford Show, of course, that comes to you here on Big X Sports Radio every weekday uh, from 3 to 6 p.m. Um, I will actually be, my, Mike is gone on vacation um, all next week, so you will have a litany of different um, personalities in this week coming up um, that'll be sitting in for Mike. And I have been asked to come uh, sit in for Mike a couple of those days. So I will actually be on there. Go ahead and tune your dials now. Uh, I will and put and put them in your schedules. Uh, they don't have Palm Pilots anymore, do they, Haven? They can't put the... No. appointment in their palm pilot it's no. called a cell phone okay well so, <laughs> so go ahead and put the, the little schedule reminder on, on your clock app uh that uh, rashawn myers will be hosting the mike rutherford show 3 to 6 p.m this monday um as well as this wednesday i will be in twice uh, next week sitting in for mike um so nice cannot wait uh to be in here and and chop it up with my man uh, uh trevor kelsey um who is probably uh, the most scatterbrained individual that I know outside of probably Nick Valvano. <laughs> like I, I, I feel like Nick Valvano and Trevor Kelsey could just do a show. Like if I tried to like have a show and have both of those guys, like maybe have one of them on mic too and the other one as the producer, I feel like there would literally be three hours and no sports would be talked the whole time. Hey, man, I, it's funny you mention that because I met a gentleman. Uh, you guys will meet him this tailgating season. Uh, I met him last night at a concert. And he said, you're Joe Kelly. You know, blah, 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 blah. I used to do this. I love you guys. Uh, I, I, I listen to Wake Up 502 every Saturday. Said, oh, thanks. So if you're listening, uh, Mike, good meeting you. Great people. Said, yeah, man, you know, I love it. I think it's a good fit for you all. Love having Mike Rutherford back on there. And then he just paused, man, and stared at me in that awkward, <laughs> you're about to give me an underhanded compliment, aren't you? <laughs> and he said, I'm a huge fan, man, but good God almighty. I hope to God they never let you do a show that Trevor Kelsey produces because there is no telling what you all will talk about <laughs> oh, to do. Absolutely nothing to do with the city of Louisville or sports. And I said, yeah, no, that's accurate. Um, that, that dude is amazing. <laughs> Trevor's tossing a grenade into Oh, he's amazing at just tossing a, a conversation grenade. And what a conversation grenade is is the shrapnel flies and you just try to catch it and ride <laughs> you don't know where it's going. It is amazing to sit in with Trevor. Every show that I've ever done with Trevor over the years and years that, that we have done shows and, and uh, of course, working with Dugan Ryan all these years, I have never been able to go more than 15 consecutive minutes talking sports, like, ever. Like, and literally, and 15 is generous. I would say it's more like five to eight minutes. <laughs> but I love Trevor because, Tre especially Trevor Kelsey – and and Nick Valvano, this is where their value is at their peak. Is during the summer sports talk season, like when there's at, you know when, when it's the fall, winter, and you have a ton of basketball and, and football going on. Then when they start, you know, you try to start herding those cats around. Sometimes it's like uh, like we have so much to get into, and they're going off on tangents. They're talking about you know, I wonder who you know if Wu Tang was all in the ring and they were all boxing. Like who do you think would win? Like he'll he'll just come out of the the, the side, yeah, and it's like. In the summertime, that is gold. That is radio gold. So, you know, when you have to fill that time, this is when it is wonderful because we will get into 85,000 different topics. So, very, very excited uh, uh, to join Trevor. 
Hey, man, and bringing it back to Nikki V, I, and, and to your point about those days, the, the dog days of summer when you're trying to make chicken salad out of chicken crap. <laughs> uh, my man my man Nick one day, and, and he totally did this. When we went to break, he said, yeah, I knew I could get an easy 30 minutes out of you on that topic. <laughs> he said, hey, uh, Joe, I know that you, you used to play video games, and, and people talk about you're a huge music hip-hop historian. What did you? Fe- how did you feel about the video game Def Jam Vendetta, <laughs> gentlemen? On a on a hot July day, I I just talked about how it, it it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Nick. I have thoughts. <laughs> hey, my favorite tag team was Meth and Red. Like as they got in, got ready for the fight, and they would sit there and start joking on the, the opponent. Man, hey. That was yep. that was my combo group right there. <laughs> DMX was a damn cheat code on that game. <laughs> oh gosh, I love Def Jam. Wow, that's you know what that right there. You're taking me back, Joe. Golly, hey man, I've still got a copy of Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a classic, man. Like. Ah, you know what? Uh, they always say that you know my era was the best, and and if you know y- y'all kids uh, don't even know, like I know everybody says that about their own era, but if y'all weren't there in the '90s, if you weren't a, a teenager in the '90s, man, I just feel sorry for you. Because <laughs> you just have the original a- NBA 2K on Dreamcast. Oh wow! Man. I saw I saw more fist fights at Kentucky State University's dormitories <laughs> over anything in my life, like NBA 2K. That is hilarious! Wow. NFL Live on PlayStation One, baby. Fellas, can you believe we are already an hour into the show? I don't know how much sports we've actually talked, but we talked like three sentences. Louisville <laughs> <of> baseball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, summer radio at its best, man. Here, wake up five oh two. We will be back for hour number two. We actually got a full second hour today. No, we're not going to be preempted by baseball or anything, so I think we're good to go. Uh, but you are listening to Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly here. Wake up five. 502 Big Express Radio. We'll be back. 96.1 FM. Drinking it from the top. Top. Tippy. Oh, yeah. Singing that. Oh yes, apocalypse now, the gun power be going down, diggy diggy down, diggy down, down. the planets and the stars and the moons collapse When I raise my trigger finger, all your fuckers hit the gas Ain't no need for that, hustlers and hard And welcome back, welcome back to Wake Up 502 
Little yeah. method man of red man. Loops and that you can't stand. <laughs> Hardcore, make the brothers act fools. Hey. Classics. Man, back when I was hey, a freshman at Morehouse, my dude came down the hall running <laughs> because he just got the twelve inch of what the album. Method man's like so yes. you. And we play. Yes. I, I think we played the grooves out that record. <laughs> that was Haven. You and I have discussed this, man. Kids don't understand. There was a two and a half, three year period in early nineties. You could make the argument, and nobody would really fight you about it. Redman's the best in the game. Man, that our first album was one of the best solo debuts. I mean, like, I mean, like that album, like, looked like that, and when he did that hardcore uh, rap on uh, on EPMD, mm-hmm. solidified his greatness. Like that that album just like solidified his greatness because every song is a banger. Every song that album was a banger. It was just man, absolutely. I know. I, I I can't. I cannot disagree with you, and f- I also cannot disagree with the fact that I appreciate everybody who's tuned in. We are. We've already had. We've had texts flying in. We've had people getting in on the conversation, loving the tunes. Uh, of course, we had uh, Jay Haslow earlier that called in. Uh, if you want to get involved, I'd love to hear from you. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty is the uh, wake up five zero two buzz line. Of course, you can also give us text in uh, to the Thornton's text line at five zero two four one four four. 1450 um we do have a couple I, it's odd one of them uh i i feel like it's funny because on the mike rutherford show they always talk about reading the uh the 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 uh kentucky uh the, that's a kentucky show that like their fans go back and listen to like the podcast and then they will like text into the show as if like the show is <laughs> on so like we got this text at like 9 40 but it has nothing to do with anything that we were talking about, and I feel like this is for <laughs> um, for, for for the the Kentucky show. It says I'm just going to read it just because it's funny because this is what they do on uh, on Rutherford show anytime any of these come through. He said, "Fellas, one of the more monumental athletic achievements in my athletic career happened yesterday. I shot a 99 by breaking 100 for the first time in my life well if you shot a 99 then you would have broke 100 so that's kind of redundant uh, it says considering i was shooting in the mid 120s last summer it's pretty cool to see the dedication and hard work paying off just an unreal feeling so i appreciate that and i congratulate you on that even though you're probably not I, listening to the show Was job well done I, I, job well done i do not appreciate that I don't don't text into another person's show to humble brag on on something as silly as your golf game, man. Brag about something cool like, hey man, y'all remember that Mercedes album No Limit Tees for like eight years? <laughs> I found that on vinyl. I got that. That's in my collection now. Me. Oh man, I don't. You broke a hundred. So. <laughs> You gonna play in a charity? You gonna play in a charity golf scramble, big boy? Yeah. What are you gonna do with it? Hey, receipts are a You're the ringer count. now? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We yeah. got his number now, man. If we need a ringer for golf now, we can text that random person. <laughs> it was just odd. Because it, it is funny, like, because yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm guessing that they were listening to the um, to the podcast and just decide. But, like, even if you're listening to a podcast, like, why are you, like, texting the show like when you know <laughs> don't drink and text it's, it's like a saturday do it's a saturday morning it's just very odd very very odd but you know to each their own uh but i hope hopefully uh 
somebody will get some enjoyment out of that text somewhere. Uh, we also had a text into the show. Um, somebody text in the announcement of the new, because, uh, you know, we're talking about, of course, the Cardinal Nine Louisville Baseball, Jim Patterson Stadium. They actually just um, approved a $1 million uh, expansion uh for the jim patterson field um so that's i mean that's that's huge news i mean like you said joe uh, you know you you put a good product out there on the field uh people are going to come out so when you're talking about non-revenue sports like the baseball team is pretty much a non-revenue sport um and they're able to do things like that they already have one of the nicest facilities um out there um so you know that just kind of speaks to the fact that you know local fans if, if you if you put it out there we're going to come out there we're going to support it and you know anytime you can do some upgrades on there that's always a good thing uh last text we had coming in <laughs> texas says Global baseball always chokes in the college world series well they're not in the college world series yet uh this is the super regional but they will um, choke once they get there uh, well they, they they're gonna have to win two in a row they made things a lot harder on themselves they had an opportunity uh to get a win in game one which would have put them in a very good um spot so now they've got to beat texas a&m twice in a row um to get that done and get to the super regional but i mean hey they, they rallied and won three straight games last weekend so it's i mean there's always a possibility also he said this is dre pray for a brother uh tested positive for the rona so dre get well soon um you know the the rona is still um creeping around uh, it's running around. Yeah, just just creeping around. Just yeah, running. no, it's dead sprint. It's it's Some like don't talk about it. Jason or Walker. Jason or Michael Myers or whatever just keeps coming back. You know, I've had yeah. I, I have some friends of mine that are on their like third or fourth bout of the Rona. It's just kind of ridiculous. You know, wash your hands, people. Yeah. So that's all I can say. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think wash your hands prevents you from getting a monkey virus. Monkey, the monkey virus. <laughs> I mean, washing your hands <laughs> is just always a good practice for all things in life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just just do that and then, you know, I, I have been lucky enough to stay away from it. But, yes, a lot of people are dealing with it. So they get well soon, Drake. You dodged a bullet because like, everybody you've known has, like, coronaviruses once. I know everybody. That's been like right around you. Like, yeah, yeah, intimately like right around you. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, but you know, and I'm just uh, keep on trucking. I ain't got time to get sick. Hey, Cody's I people. Cody's. <laughs> I ain't got time for the Cody. <laughs> no, I ain't got time. It's like, look here, Rona. You better sit on down. I ain't got time. You know, right now, Cody's. Take some Cody's. Cody's, yes, yes. Live by it. Absolutely. That's this this the shameless you plug. Know what? Uh, speaking of what the main event does, what Wake Up 502 does, hanging out with our man Jay Haz calling earlier and you with Earth, Wind, and Fire and yes, sir. Confunction last night. <laughs> Confunction. <laughs> Very you, nice. Did you guys even happen to talk about, like, Kenny Payne's inability to get guards? <laughs> well, you know, like, like we, we, we started off the show uh, playing a little pop smoke, uh, and uh, Dior Dior is the, 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 or Dior is the name of the, song and the reason i did that is because yes there's been a lot of conversation um you know to listen to some shows they will tell you that everything is fine and louisville doesn't need any players and that that l ellis can be the single guard and that louisville will be fine because we just have just the most amazing 
I don't know. Like they, all these players are going to just uh, miraculously learn how to dribble and play at a ACC level. I don't share that sentiment. I feel that that Kenny Payne definitely needs some some additional guards, and he said such himself. Um, and Dior Johnson is the name. Uh, he's a young man, a top forty recruit. Uh, was formerly committed to Syracuse University uh, back going back two years ago. Uh, he was at that time the number one point guard uh, in the twenty twenty two class. Um, he is uh, since then uh, dropped a bit in the rankings, and uh, now he's uh, top forty, somewhere in the thirty-five to forty range uh, for the most part. Uh, I think he's like the number seven or number eight point guard uh, listed right now. But a lot of that does happen, especially when you commit early. You tend to see kids uh, drop down the rankings. That's just un- unless they're just ridiculously dominant. Uh, but Dior ended up decommitting from Syracuse, committing to Oregon last year. Um, and had been committed to Oregon for the last several months. Um, well, Oregon had a guy who they thought that their starting point guard was going to stay in the NBA draft, and he decided to um, come back to school. And they also brought in two uh, transfers uh, from the transfer market. So Dior, seeing the how crowded the backcourt got, all of a sudden uh, decided, you know what? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so he ended up decommitting, um, and there is a lot of smoke like pop smoke that uh, Dior may have, you know, may, may have had some initial conversations uh, with Kenny Payne. Now, of course, coming from Oregon, we all know that Kenny Payne has serious connections in Oregon, as well as Josh Jameson, the new uh, third assistant coach for Louisville, came from the Oregon program. So pretty sure that he and Dior have some sort of relationship there already. Um uh, on top of the fact uh, that y- if you want to continue to, to uh, tangle these webs together, Dior Johnson is very good friends with another Louisville uh, recruit, or uh, not recruit, but a guy that, that Louisville's targeting, uh, Mr. Imani Bates, a guy who's been con- long considered to be a guy who's going to end up committing to Louisville. He's, a good, he's good friends with him, and there's thoughts that maybe those two guys want to play together. So um, I say all that to say if – Kenny Payne can pull this off and actually get like certain shows will tell you that they are they're considering Imani Bates a part of the team already. I'm not considering a dang thing until the kid at least commits and starts classes. <laughs> like I can't say I'm not going to sit here and get on the radio and talk about a team that includes Imani Bates and Imani Bates is not a, you know he ain't on campus. He's not signed. He hasn't committed. So until that happens, I have to look at the roster as is. Um, but if Kenny Payne can pull this off and can bring in Imani Bates, the former number one player in the 2022 class before he reclassified and went to Memphis, and they can also get bring in Dior Johnson, a guy who was formerly the number one point guard in the class and still a stellar talent um, that would be a huge coup, and that would go a long way towards making this Louisville team look a lot better. Um, so uh, that's where we're at, uh, you know, with Louisville basketball. Now, Haven, I have heard that um, the uh, 6'8 freshman who's coming in, uh, uh, Indianapolis product uh, by way of Arizona prep school, uh, Kamari Lance, from what I've heard, fellas, like this kid is like the real deal. He's a legit six seven and a half six eight. Um, I've heard that he's playing at a very very high level. Um, better than what was expected. Like people already thought he was going to be pretty good. Um and he's been better than that from the early uh, early practice results so far. You know, everybody got to campus uh 2 weeks ago. Um so they have started to practice and they've started to put things together and they said that Kamari's the real deal. 
So, you know, you you got a 6'8 two-guard, 6'8 wing that can handle and do some of the things he's doing. That would be a huge, huge feather in his cap. But we definitely still need to see some additional guards. So, I mean, the potential of having a backcourt of L. Ellis, um, Kamari Lands, uh, and, uh, and Amani Bates, strong. That'd be, that'd be strong. But you got to get there. They, they got to get there. They have to commit, and they got to get on campus. So, Dior Johnson, uh, if you want to come on down, uh, you would be saving Kenny Payne's bacon because <laughs> – you know that would be a nice backcourt. Oh, hey, it'd be real nice. So you know, I mean that that that's that's what we're looking at right now. I'm very very excited. Um, I know that the that the Louisville fans that I talked to, a lot of the folks last night, everybody. It's so funny. Um, even with all the momentum that you have going on with Louisville football, and Louisville football is going to be um, hosting next weekend its biggest uh, recruiting weekend ever. We're going to kind of get into that when we get back. Um, but even with all of that going on, uh, all anybody wants to talk about is Kenny Payne and the basketball team. The pain train, baby. Pain train. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, and and, and you know, the, but the, it's funny to think about this this song. People want to wonder how high the Louisville basketball program can go. Uh, make the same joke, man. So I'm hey, you know, great minds think alike. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? You're listening to Wake Up 502, Rashawn Myers, Haven, Harrington, Joe Kelly. You got us for another uh, about 40 minutes. Uh, if you want to get in, get in next. Uh, get, give us a text in at uh, Thornton's text line, 414-1450. You can also give us a call, 384-1450. We'll be back, Big X Sports Radio. For resistance, HOD. I shift like a clutch with the ruck. Examine my nuts, I don't stop till I get enough. Six million ways to die, so I chose. Made it six million and one with your eyes closed. And blindfold cold so you can feel the wrath. And shatter the glass in second half on your monkey ass. And yo, my man, hit me now. Just used to play me, now they can't forget me now. They get me now, I rock the spot. You got the chill, the chill, the chill, the chill. Your mind, let your concert be free and get down to the sounds of your PMG. But you should keep quiet while the MC rap. But if you're tired, then go take a nap. Take a nap. Stay awake and watch the show I take because right now I'm about to shake and bake. The E I C K is my name, my spell. Thanks to the clientele, yo, I rock well. I'm not an MC who talking all that junk about who can beat who. You sound like a song. I just get down and I go for mine. Stay check one, two, and run down the line. To the average of Welcome back, welcome back to Wake Up 502. Got about 30 minutes left in the show. If you want to get in, please do that. 414-1450, the Thorns text line. 384-1450 is the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Would love to hear from you. Little EPMD coming back. Uh, you know what, fellas? It's crazy. And, and Haven, we, we were just talking about the fact that, like, we have gone an hour and a half on this uh, wonderful broadcast this morning. And like, <laughs> I, I don't even know what we've, what we, we've, the, the discussions always go in so many interesting directions to begin with, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like what a lot of times, especially, and I won't even say you during summer radio, like a lot of times 
I don't know. I like for things to be organic because I like conversations. I feel like in my favorite brand, uh, brands of radio and the types of radio that I like, I feel like conversational radio, especially if you're, you know, sports talk is the best because it kind of pulls people in. It's, re it, you know, anybody can get on. I've always said, you know, anybody can get on the, the air and just read a box score. I know certain radio folks that do that that literally you can tell they didn't watch a damn thing all they did was pull up a box score and just read start reading stats anybody can read stats and say this guy had 25 points he had a good game this guy had five points he had a bad game like and do that but like i feel like the organic conversational radio pulls more people in it gets people thinking it gets people wanting to interact um and it's just been another one of those days there you go it's very interesting. But you know what? I, I have an update for you. This is the Haven Harrington uh, portion of the show. Everybody knows that Haven is the one dude, even though we live in Kentucky and everybody loves basketball and everybody knows that basketball is king. Haven's going to always pretend and act like he lives in South Florida somewhere where all people care about is football 24-7, which is absolutely false. Um, but that's the way Haven believes. But I tell you what, um, Coach Satterfield and what he's done in terms of recruiting um, has made it at least – pretend like that's where we live with the way he's been recruiting so far um has been none short of amazing and even even though people remember the humongous um recruiting weekend that louisville had um about about a month and a half ago now when pierce clarkson and all his uh buddies came and everybody knows that remembers that infamous picture with pierce clarkson and deandre moore and all those guys well all those guys have now committed to the university of louisville um all those four star athletes and some of the best uh, athletes that have ever committed to our highest rated uh, kids that have ever committed to University of Louisville uh, are now part of the recruiting class for Flyville 23 um, but with all that being said Louisville's on deck for this coming weekend to be literally the biggest recruiting weekend in the history of the University of Louisville so Think about how humongous that recruiting weekend was a month ago and how many great players have come out of that. Louisville literally has signed or gotten committed. I'll say I won't say signed. They have gotten committed three of the top ten players, highest rated players they've ever had, all in this recruiting class for 2023. Well, Louisville is actually going to do them one better. Pierce Clarkson will be back, and he will be a part of this group that's coming in uh, this coming Friday. Uh, but not only is he coming, the number one running back in the 2023 class, uh, one Mr. Reuben Owens, will be a part of that, that group coming in next Friday. Reuben Owens, just to let you know, A, he's a top 20 player. B, he's the number one running back, as I said, in the 2023 class. And C, he has narrowed his list to four schools, uh, two of the schools down there in his native land of Texas, uh, Texas and Texas A&M. Uh, which, you know, you're talking about a number one running back and you're talking about Texas, Texas and Texas A&M. You would think that pretty much be a done deal. Well, the last two crystal ball predictions that have come in for Reuben Owens have been for the University of Louisville. Not only that. There's a big seven-on-seven seven camp that's going on this weekend. I believe it's down in Atlanta. Pierce Clarkson is playing at the seven-on-seven seven event. Guess who the running back is playing on Pierce Clarkson's team, Haven? Who could it be, Rashawn? Who could it be? That would be one Reuben Owens. 
Uh, Pierce Clarkson and Ruben Owens have been showing a lot of love to each other on social media, a lot very similar to the love that was being shown between uh, Pierce and uh, DeAndre Moore, who now that top five wide receiver is a part of uh, University of Louisville's uh, recruiting class. Um, and we've seen a lot of love coming out of that. Can you believe, Haven? Like, and Haven, you have been one of the biggest, you know, uh, most outstanding people as far as talking about Louisville should expect to at least bring in three to four four-star players a year. You now, said that if they want to, I was I was like four to five. Yeah, for yeah, for four to five a year. Um, you know, if they want to compete at the highest levels of the ACC, well, right now Louisville has like eight committed for 2023 and now you're talking about getting a five-star running back the number one running back in the class um as well as a uh, i believe i want to say there's at least six more four-star players that'll be here including three four-star offensive linemen that uh louisville sounds like they either lead or pretty much close to leading for all of them what the like what do you think about what scott satterfield is doing right now like like I don't even know how to explain it. First of all, this ridiculous pipeline to California that he's just kind of brought out of the ethos that <laughs> didn't really know existed. But, like, what do you think about what he's doing right now? My honest opinion is, like, I am overjoyed. Like, this is a type of recruiting that I never thought that Louisville would ever see. Like, like I thought that, you know, like, we may have a couple of classes where we'll peak at maybe, like, six four-star athletes. Right. And I'd be like our peak. And then most years be like around four to five. Uh, this is, I mean, what he's done is nothing short of amazing. And it makes me wonder, like, what could Charlie Strong and company could have done if they also had NIO money to go with them? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no. No, seriously, I was going to, that was my question is, do you guys, is it hard for you not to play the what-if game and say, what could Charlie Strong and company have done if they were in the ACC with NIL opportunities? I mean, it's crazy. Like, it, it's, it is unbelievable. This is, it's beyond crazy. I mean, it's pl the players and the doors that Louisville's getting into right now and the people that they're, they're in on. Like, I mean, this all goes back. I mean, is, is it Pierce Clarkson? Like, would, like, do you think that like, getting Pierce I, Clarkson to be a part of this, is this what, where this is coming from? I thought a lot of it I is. Think I think a lot of it is like Satterfield is just a good dude. Like people like Satterfield. I mean, we talk to players. Everybody and, loves Ned Flanders. Yeah, except for Homer Simpson. Loves, everybody <laughs> loves Ned Flanders. Uh, you know, but the issue is going to come, and this is a question I'm gonna have for you guys. Does this put more pressure on Sat to win next year? Like, like even though these guys won't play next year, does this put like more pressure on Sat to actually prove that he can actually start coaching guys up? Joe, what do you think? Well, I mean, I I think there will be pressure on him. I think there are, you know, I think the pressure was already there. So the first thing you can do when when fans are, are when they have complaints, you know, about how a season ended, the first thing you can do to immediately shut them up is to go kill it on the recruiting trail, right? And he's done that. And and it's funny to me talking about this because a guy, somebody asked me last night, how is he doing this? I never thought we'd be able to reach as far west as California and be plucking California kids. What is going on? Well, as, as Rashawn pointed out every week last year, guys, 
the X's and O's are not the problem. There's just something going on with the coaching, the strategy, something. I don't know if he if he doesn't believe in his depth. We're losing games in the fourth quarter. We're losing games in the last four minutes of, of actual game time. We're in it the entire time. So it kind of clicked with me uh, a few weeks back looking at these recruits. Don't you think the best recruiting chip? Because that's what I always think of when I, when I talk about or when I think of a coach. If I'm in this situation, if this is the program I have, how would I recruit? Right. Don't you think it's a great, a great recruiting tool to go in and say, watch our film, watch our tape. We're there. We're one player such as yourself away from making a play in the fourth quarter that extends a drive. And next thing you know, that's another W in the column. And if I get four or five guys similar to you that can make plays in the fourth quarter, guys, we're looking at eight and nine win seasons routinely. Well, and, and Haven talked about it, ruthless aggression. You know what I'm saying? Finding that will to be able to go out there and coach an aggressive game plan, both offensively and defensively, because you believe you have the horses to go out there and take it to a team and not have to be reserved, not have to, to hold back, not have to worry about playing ball control because we can't keep up. Like, And that's what Louisville has been missing. And, and that's going to be the question mark. I mean, you talk about Jermaine Lole, um, the big transfer from Arizona State, a guy who is considered to have a top three in NFL draft rating right now. Um, you know, Louisville brings him in to be a part of this team as well. You get back Monty Montgomery, who seems to be back at 100%. I feel like the, his loss was humongous getting hurt against uh, UCF last year. Um, you know, you have him back. You bring back Mo, or you bring over Momo Sanogo from uh, the linebacker uh, from Ole Miss. Um, you, you, you've brought back so many key parts, um, you know, of a team that had promise to where you hope, the hope is that Satterfield now believes in, in his guys and believes in his talent enough to take the leashes off of them, to take them off the chain, and let them dogs go eat. If he does that, I really and truly believe, especially in a down ACC, that Louisville should have no problem um, getting to at least eight to nine wins next year. But, Haven, I tell you what, if he signs the number one running back in the class, truthfully, I don't think they would fire Satterfield if he had five wins. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 consider this, y'all. Consider this. Okay, I'm about to go down this list. Louisville has committed the number one dual threat quarterback in the country, the number one cornerback in the state of California, the number one wide receiver in the state of California, and possibly the number one running back in the nation, all in the same recruiting class. Well, what he's done, he's following, he's following in the footsteps of one Mark Stoops who had disappointing year after disappointing year after disappointing year at UK when he first got there. But he was bringing in talent from day one. Now, yeah. granted, Satterfield wasn't bringing in talent from, from, from day one. This is kind of like new to him to bring in like this kind of talent. So we'll have to see what he can do. It gives it. you something to look forward to, so it kind of makes your, yeah, your, your but, but it seat you not hope. as hot. Yes. Yeah, it gives you hope. And that's why Mark Stoops had a job in. After eight years of being in Kentucky, finally got them up to where they're almost a ten-win team. Yeah. So, but you know what? Well, I see. Well, I, I, think, well, I think we'll when you make a hire, go ahead, when you make go ahead, a hire like Satterfield mm -hmm. coming from from App State, and this being his first, you know, Power Five gig. Unfortunately, and and fans don't want to hear this, and they don't want to accept it. But we've lived through it. You you do experience some growing pains with the coach. 
I'll tell you more than more than even the class. It's the attitude that he's given off in interviews that tells me, man, this guy something woke him up. I I absolutely love, and I know some some local local media guys love it for the sound bites, and and you know it's, it's good talking point. And from a fan, I absolutely love that guy telling Jeff Brom and Jeff Brom's people and all the fans still clamoring for him. Well, maybe he can have this job when I'm done with it. Maybe maybe we'll build it up and it'll be a nice job for him to come home to. Cool, fine, whatever. I'm here right now. This is what I'm doing. That that comment about the the Brom comment that came out last week, I thought was very telling about it's like everything has clicked with him. I'm tired of losing to Kentucky. The fans are have been tired of that. And it it's time to it's time to get out there and get a little vocal. Fight for your team, fight for your job. Because I think that's that's really been that's been the knock and that's the genesis of the of the Ned Flanders joke. You're a football coach. Quit being nice. Nick Saban's not nice. No, I I totally agree with you. I mean that, that that's the whole point, man, is that Scott Satterfield it sounds good. Yeah, and, and I'm but I'm gonna hold Scott Satterfield to the same standard that I've been talking about with Kenny Payne. Like, it all sounds good. The hype is great. You are doing an excellent job on the recruiting cl- uh, class right now. Um, but you got to show it, man. I mean, because Haven, I feel like it's like Lucy uh, holding the football for Charlie Brown. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how many times have we talked about the fact that if you just come out there and be aggressive, how many more games would you have won? And that's where we're at. So, like, I don't feel like falling for the banana to tailpipe again. You know what I'm saying? Like, only uh, so many dang times am I going to go out there and kick that damn foot, try to kick that football. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what? We got one more segment coming. It has been, show has been rolling. But I appreciate all the interaction so far. Got one more segment coming back here. Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly. And we'll be back. Big X Sports Radio. Catch every word I'm saying, notice no delaying Don't hesitate to motivate the crowd, I'm not playing I'm seeing this believing, you catch my drift I try to interact because I'm just too swift I'm so swift and that's a natural fact I'm like Zorro, like I'm like a on my back I don't swing on no ropes or no iron cords The only weapon is my rapping sword Maintains to make melodies for MCs, motivates to breaks I'm everlasting. I can go on for days and days with rhyme displays that engrave deep as X-rays. I can take a phrase that's rarely heard. Now it's a daily word. I can get iller than all my killing bomb, but no alarm. Rock him or remain calm. Self-esteem make me super superb and supreme. Before a microphone, still I remain. This was a tape. I wasn't supposed to break. I was supposed to wait, but let's motivate. I wanna see him keep following the swallowing. Now, take this song, Follow the Leader by Eric B. and Rakim, and then just transpose Steph Curry, lighting Boston Garden up last night. 
You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that's literally what Steph did last night. He went ahead, bad leg and all. Them, the subjects trying to injure the man, laying all on his legs and knees and ankles and everything else, and said, you know what? Get on my back. I'm taking this. We're going back to, uh, to San Francisco, tied two games to two. Steph Curry last night, 43 points, fellas. Goes into Boston Garden, has his finals moment. Um, this has been the one thing about Steph Curry's legacy. Everybody knows he's already reputed as the greatest shooter of all time. He holds basically every three-point three shooting record. Um, he has the three championships. But the one thing that has always eluded him is finals MVP. Um, of course, Andre Iguodala won it, their first championship back in 2016. And then KD comes over, and KD is back-to-back -back finals MVP two years in a row. And that has always been the one big glaring hole on Steph Curry's resume is that finals MVP. And I'm going to tell you what, with Golden State going into to, uh, TD Garden and winning last night, I feel like the series is over. Like, I, I think that the Boston Celtics had their shot with all their stanky fans and their cheating ways and everything else I can't stand about Boston. Did you, Joe, let, let me ask him. Did you see that, <clears throat> uh, the, the issue that came up after game three? Did you hear about that? The what now? The issue that came up after oh, game three, the complaints uh, from the Golden State Warriors about the rim? Man, that, was, that sounded so soft. <laughs> I mean, look, look, we all know that, that Boston fans are awful. Everybody knows that. Oh yeah. Sam Adams has a brilliant. Sam Adams has a brilliant marketing campaign called "Your Cousin from Boston," and it's a jerk who ruins whatever situation he's in. <laughs> yes, that's, that's from Boston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Hey, and, uh, and, and now I, I I know what you're talking about with the fans, but I'm talking about. Did you see what they said? That the 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 Golden State Warriors said that the rim seemed like it was too high. Did you hear about this? Oh no! So Come they, on, so but but check this out though, Joe. The the, the Golden State Warriors were fussing about the fact they thought the rim seemed like it was high. They went back and measured the rim after the game, and the rim was sitting at ten foot two. So they actually rose. They they raised the rim up an extra two inches. <laughs> I mean, if you, I, I look. If you haven't watched uh, the HBO series about about the Lakers, yes, you need to because it's a, it's going to sweep every award. It's been greenlit for season two. It's been amazing. There's a whole episode about the the Lakers players talking about how Boston the the, the old gardens hurt, <laughs> yes. and they talk about how that little that little leprechaun mascot he just runs out and trips you. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's, but that's nothing new. Boston's been doing that since since the eighties. You know, oh, yeah. long before that too. I, I, the worst fans. I, I no, I hate the Patriots. I hate the. I've always hated the Boston Celtics, and that's why you know that Larry Bird is uh, the man that carries around the wallet with bad MF on it. Is <laughs> because even as much as I cannot stand those dang leprechauns. I have the ultimate amount of respect uh, for Larry Bird. He's still one of my greatest, uh, you know, one of the guys that I appreciate the most in basketball. But um, 
You know, like like the the, the Celtics fans and that organization, I can just uh, you know, if they didn't don't win another game, I don't think I'd be too upset. I was very happy when Terry Rozier left. Really, I I, I hate the Celtics. Yeah, oh yeah, man, because I hate Boston. I I don't like cheering for them. Even when they put together their big three, I was like, great, Kevin Garnett, hating. Go to Boston, man, so I can just talk smack about you every time you're on. Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce is my generation's Mercury Morris. Sit down and shut up, Paul Pierce. Nobody wants to hear from you. <laughs> I loved when Draymond was giving him fits, talking about you want to be Kobe. They don't love you like that, bro. <laughs> And they don't. All right. Hey, and let me tell you something about Jason. They never will. Let, let me tell you something about Jason Tatum. And, and, and I'm gonna say this. And I said this at the end of the last series when I watched the way that Jason Tatum, um, with the game on the line against the Miami Heat, they came down. The um, Boston Celtics were up one point with the ball. And it was just the smallest little thing, but it told me a lot about him because, of course, everybody knows that Jason Tatum loves Kobe Bryant. He wore the Kobe Bryant wristband, and he wore he wears the workout uniform uh, for practice, the same one that Kobe Bryant wore. So we all know this, that he is a love affair with Kobe Bryant. Um, but in the last minute of that game against the Miami Heat, Jason Tatum has the ball coming down the court, one-point game, Boston is up. About a minute, 15 seconds left. Boston has to score, okay? They have to score. They have to get points. Tatum brings the ball up the court. And instead of clearing everybody out and saying, I got this, I'm going to make a play because we got to get points. You know what Jason Tatum did, Haven? What did he do, Rashawn? He passed the ball to Marcus Smart. With the game on the line, he gave the ball to the non-shootingest defensive player of the year. <laughs> Want to be an offensive player, but he's not, just like Patrick Beverly. That's not your bag. That's not who you are. He deferred to Marcus Smart with the game on the line. And now, don't get me wrong, Marcus Smart ended up driving to the lane, got fouled, knocked down his free throws. We know they ended up ultimately winning the game. But... With the game on the line with a minute left, if you want to be Kobe Bryant or if Kobe Bryant is your dude, Haven Harrington, what does Kobe Bryant do with that ball with a minute left? Oh, he keeps it with himself. He ain't passing nobody. I don't care if it's five on one. He ain't passing the ball. What's Michael Jordan doing with that ball in that moment? Giving to Scottie Pippen, the world's greatest wing player. Yeah, right. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Michael <laughs> Jordan. <John> yeah. <laughs> but Michael's going to make the play. He's going to go out there. He wants the ball in his hands, and he's going to make the play. Jason Tatum. At that moment, showed me where his heart was, and it was a, it was one play in a very fleeting fifteen to twenty seconds. But in that play, it showed me something about his heart. And I'm gonna tell you what. That's why him basically flaming out in these finals. He's not done much of anything. He had a decent game too, but he's not been nearly what. Boston has needed him to be. And the guys who picked up the slack, 
you know, you have Jalen Brown, who's probably been the best player. I feel like that's the alpha dog of the team. Me personally, Marcus mm-hmm. Smart has done his thing. Um, you know, uh, th- th- those are the guys that have stepped up and made the plays where Jason Tatum, while he's had the pretty plays and he'll come in and he'll make a flashy play here and there and he'll come down and hit a fadeaway three and do all this stuff. But when the game's on the line and they need it, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown are the guys that, that Boston trusts. So I don't want to hear about Jason Tatum and Kobe no more. Like, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I think, I mean, I get that he's a fan, but, but the Kobe, Kobe is such a bad, bad example to compare a player to, you know, outside of, outside of mindset and what you were talking about taking the shot. Even though Tatum's not having a great finals, man, watching him pisses me off because, again, I'm a long-suffering Knicks fan. When I watch Jason Tatum, I'm like, oh, dude, so that's what Carmelo Anthony with a fully functioning brain would look like. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's frustrating, man, because he's, he's, he's mellow. He's peak mellow. He's so talented. With the ability to pass. Yeah. He, I mean, he's so talented, but the, the thing is, I don't think, like Haven, I saw about that ruthless, ruthless aggression, that killer instinct, I don't think Tatum has it. Like, he don't have the heart. Like, Jalen Brown is not as talented a player as Jason Tatum. But the difference between those two is that Jalen is a dog. He wants it. Mm-hmm. He's rugged. He's aggressive. He's fearless. And I feel like that's the difference between those two is that Jalen wants the ball and he wants to smoke. I don't think Jason Tatum wants that smoke. Not really. I really don't. Now, now, do you all agree with me? I know we're coming. We only got a couple minutes left in the in the show. But do do you all agree? Do you think that the series is over with Boston losing that that home court advantage that they gained by winning in San Francisco Game One in that comeback? Is the series over? Never doubt nope. the NBA and, and NBA refs want to stretch everything out to seven <laughs> games. But that, that hey, that 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 right there is big. But let's also. Yeah, you can make the argument if you're a Warriors fan, man. We're you know it's two two, and we really haven't gotten much out of Jordan Poole like we thought we needed. Yeah, you might not ever. Clay Thompson's not the player he used to be, and 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 it's sad what injuries have done to him. But Clay is is not a factor in these finals. It's it's Steph and and some role players. So if Steph can't give you forty three. I, I think the Celtics have a puncher's chance every fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think that especially when you have um, two wings that can score the way that, that Boston has, um, and then you do have the propensity of Marcus Smart to just, you know, black out and think that he's an offensive player and he'll come down and actually hit a couple shots. Um, that you Definitely you have a chance, but I feel like with them already stealing game one, I don't think they're going into San Francisco and winning again. Like, it, it, it definitely may go seven games. But I think Steph is going to get this done. And at that point, my son says that Steph Curry is going to be – is he feels that Steph is a top ten player all time if he gets it done. Uh, do you all agree with that? Is no. Steph top ten all I time? top ten regardless. He's, uh, you know, four championships. He'll finally have his finals MVP. No. No? I, I mean, I, I – I think that slams the door shut on the argument. I think he's top ten regardless. Ooh, Joe Kelly already thinks he's top ten. He's not better than Larry Bird. Hey. <laughs> nah, definitely not. Mm, 
He's, he's, he's not there yet. I, I, I don't know. I, I will have to, you know, I, I know that we're up on the end of the show today, but that might have to be something like by the time we speak again, the finals, I believe, should be over. Um, so we'll have to. Everybody, before next Saturday, come up with nine players better than Steph. I like it. There we go. For Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly, he put the challenge out there. Hey, thanks, everybody. This is Wake Up 502 for Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly. Hey, we out. Peace.